Now it's time for the Bay Area's favorite quiz show, Minds Over Matter, with host Dana Rodriguez, accompanied by educator Lori Fisher and technical editor Kara Pace. And let's give it up to Dana Rodriguez, our host of Minds Over Matter. Thank you very much, Damien. Welcome, everybody. Even though I'm bleeding to death from a shaving cut, I still came on, and I'm sure we will have a wonderful hour here. Looks uh, good on so, you. What's that? It looks good on you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I haven't lost that much blood yet. But um, please, we do hope you will call us soon with a question or answer. Uh, of course, you haven't heard the questions yet, but if you have a question of your own, we would love to hear from you. Minds Over Matter is an audience participation quiz program, so we want to hear from you. We really do. This is a great time to call. Those two numbers are area code 415-841-4134. Again, that's area code 415-841-4134. Or toll-free, yes, we have a toll-free number, 866-798-8255. Again, that is 866-798-8255. Just to remind you of our email address, which is mindsovermatter one at gmail.com so that is m-i-n-d-s-o-v-e-r-m-a-t-t-e-r-1 that is the numeral one so that's minds over matter one at gmail.com and uh i will be reading the emails during the show so if you want to send an email you don't want to call uh you can do that minds over matter one at gmail.com and if you can hear us in live stream, of course, as always, at KALW.org. And the podcast of our show today, should you want to listen to it again, and I don't know why you wouldn't, uh, that will be up reasonably soon after our show tonight because Damien has mastered Grove, which is not an easy thing to do. And so that should be up soon at KALW.org and many other places as well. Start with KALW. We would appreciate that. We will start with a round of introductions and then a round of questions, but we are waiting for your call, so please do that. And here is the first intro. Kira Pace continues to appreciate the poetic sensibility of Richard Belzer's final words, and they are? You can look them up. (laughs) Oh, okay. Those weren't the words, right? (laughs) They are not the words, uh, but yeah. I, I feel that they will be more appreciated if you just look them up. Oh, right. uh, in the meantime, uh, much to his surprise and delight, one of Lori Fisher's former students was inducted into the Hall of Fame. In truth, it's the Whiskey Hall of Fame for which Lori deserves neither credit nor blame. All true. One of my former star students is in the Whiskey Hall of Fame as of this week. And our moderator, Dana Rodriguez, was disappointed that there was no snow in Alameda. He had to settle for building a frosty the mashed potato man. Very good. <laughs> yes. And uh, may I ask where the Whiskey Hall of Fame is, Lord? Yeah. I, I believe it's in Lexington, Kentucky. And I guess that it, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And and it's a it's a real place as far as I can tell that takes its, you know, its work very seriously. It um, is your student in there for some sort of prodigious drinking? Yeah. He's, he's the main, whatever, like, uh, uh, no, not the drink. Well, he did the drinking. That's when he was my student. Since then, uh, he, as at St. George's in Alameda, he's the master uh, distiller from there. And it's a national, nationally known brand. And, yeah, all right. Uh, yeah, that's important. out on the old naval base. I think. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. So, huh. uh, Lance okay. Winters, I salute you. That's all right. It. Yeah. And we'll start the questioning with Kira Pace. 
right. Uh, I have a lead-in question for you, followed by my list question. So here's the lead-in. The plot of a 1978 movie set in San Francisco revolves around stopping an assassination attempt, attempt on Pope Pius XIII to be made during a performance at the San Francisco Opera House. What is the movie? Who played the Pope? And what opera was he planning on attending? The movie is Foul Play, I think. It is a very excellent movie. Is it? Okay. It really is. I know Chevy Chase, nevertheless. Like, it's still a good movie. And the Pope, if you want me to say, I won't say if you don't want me to say. Go ahead. Okay. The Pope was played by Cyril Magnin of Magnin's Department Store, then Magnin's Department Store. That's great. San Francisco's own. Yes. But the opera, I do not know. And I don't don't remember. All right. Well, then we'll leave that part to the audience. The opera that uh, Pope Cyril Magnin was going to go see in the movie (laughs) Foul Play. So here's my list question for you. I'm going to give you some titles of musicals and plays within other productions. So shows within shows. I want you to tell me the thing that it's in. So I've got some TV shows, I've got some movies, and I've got some stage productions. So uh, I will give you the name of the show within a show. You tell me show. And and the show might be a TV show. It might be a movie. Might it be might a be a TV play. show. It might be a movie. It might be a stage production. And you're All not right. telling. And you're not telling us which. I am not. No. Okay. And I've got seven of them for you. Ooh, okay. Okay. Uh, number one, Songbird. That is with an exclamation point. Songbird. Number two is Red, White, and Blaine. B L A I N E. Number three is the Rural Juror. The Rural Juror. Number four is O, Streetcar. O, H, exclamation point, streetcar, exclamation point. Number five is Bombshell. Number six is Wizomania. W-I-Z-O-M-A-N-I-A. And number seven is Don Juan Triumphant. So I will read them real quick one more time. Songbird is the first. Number two is Red, White, and Blaine. Number three is The Rural Juror. Number four is, oh, Streetcar, exclamation point. Number five is Bombshell. Number six is Wizomania. Number seven is Don Juan Triumphant. All right, Laura, you go ahead. I think I know or maybe know one of them only, and it would be Red, White, and Blaine. Is that Waiting for Guffman? It is Waiting for Guffman. There you go. Yeah. Christopher Guest and company. Great films. Dana, All right, you, I, will, you run the board. I will take uh, the rural juror because that's from basically my favorite TV show of all time. Maybe maybe my one or two favorite TV show. And that is uh, that's from 30 Rock. It is from 30 uh, Rock. That's the movie that uh, Jenna was was in. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, but nobody could pronounce the name. <laughs> so well, that is a bell for you, sir. Yes. Yeah, and... I don't have a bombshell. That's from that TV. Is that from that TV series that that was was kind of like building a Broadway musical about Marilyn Monroe? Is that is that it? Uh, or am I am I off about that? 
Uh, I will let you know if that's it, if you can tell me the name of that show. I can't, like, dream, it's not, is it dream something, dream, no, no. I remember the show. Yeah, yeah. I think think Tara's suggesting that's the right answer without telling us. Yeah, Yeah, that that was the plot of it, but I just, I don't remember, I can't think of the name of the show. Yeah. But, okay, uh, just go over once more the ones that are left out, please. Okay. Uh, the ones that uh, we're still waiting for are Songbird, exclamation point. Oh, exclamation point. Streetcar, exclamation point. Uh, Bombshell, Wizomania, and Don Juan Triumphant. I was hoping you'd ask Elephant with the... Expo- uh, the... From the tall guy. Yeah, right. Yep. <laughs> uh, that was... Like Too that. easy. Yeah. It, I didn't actually think, and no, I, I I excluded that for not being too easy. Oh, Despite yeah. it being Jeff Goldblum, it's I, yeah. I didn't think it was one of his better known work works. All right, and uh, Lori, your turn. All right. Well, I have a television only question here, and believe it or not, it's about the early days of TV Guide uh, and who was on certain covers. So I'm going to give you a bunch of firsts, and I want you to tell me who was the first woman to appear alone on the cover and who was the first man to appear alone on the cover? Who was the first Oscar winner? Somebody who had previously won an Oscar was on the cover. Who was the first variety show host? Two more. The first brothers, real-life brothers, not on-screen brothers, although they might have been on-screen too. And who was the first comedy team? I'm looking for the first woman by herself, the first man by himself, First Oscar winner, first variety show host, first brothers, and first comedy team. The first married couple was uh, Lucia Ball and Desi Arnaz, so I didn't give that one. The rest are a little bit tougher. All right. Maybe give you one one and a half uh, each. I guess it would help if you told people um, when TV Guide was first published. Oh, that's a good point. 1953. And so I think this covers maybe goes to 54 because I think it started in the fall of 53, but for sure these were people and stars of shows in uh, 1953. So they're all the same year. Is that what you're saying? I think, you know what I should, they might be 54. I think all of these, when I checked, I could double check were on TV in the 53, 54 season. So Okay, once more, what are uh, we... we Yeah, first woman, first man, first person who had won an Oscar and now was on TV in a TV series, first variety show host, first brothers, and first comedy team. Well, I I don't have... uh, I I don't know what's 50s and what's 60s, um, I'm afraid, but I'm just going to randomly guess uh, for woman solo, Donna Reed. That's a good guess, and it's before Donna Reed show. So uh, just one more point of clarification. So uh, did all these people have regular shows on at the time? Man, we asked that. I, I'm not sure if the comedy team did. The rest did. I think the comedy team did, but I'm not positive. But the, the comedy, comedy team who were on Colgate Comedy Hour, probably Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. That's it. Give yourself a bell right. for that. And were they the were they regulars? Were they the they, stars they were show? rotated? Yeah, so like okay. every three weeks or something like that. Yeah, so Martin and Lewis are the first the first correct thing, and all the rest I think were regulars on a show. Okay, all right, leave that out. And Kira, do you have what another guess? Let's go to a. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. Okay, okay let's go to a call. Good. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Good morning, Tom and morning. Debbie in Napa. 
Hi, Tom. Hi, Debbie. On this rainy morning. No snow, though. Um, <laughs> the variety show host, was that Groucho Marx? It was not Groucho Marx. Okay. Seemed like you're the right time period. Right neighborhood. So, a uh, couple questions for you. Um, prior to the electric washing machine being invented, millions and millions of washboards were produced and sold in the United States. Uh, there is still one company making them. It's been in business since the 1940s, and they produce 11,000 washboards a year. Many are sold for ornamental purposes. A few are sold as washboards. What percentage of washboards are sold to musicians to use as <laughs> percussion instruments? Yeah, I was going to guess that Cajun Zydeco would be like the number one user of washboards. <laughs> like they Cajun mentioned Dolly Zydeco Parton, but musicians. that's the only one I had by name. Mm. Well, I think what? it's a lot. I- I'm going to guess 30%. I'll start there. Not not bad. The ten percent rule. You're you're almost there. A little higher. Forty forty percent of washboards are used, produced <laughs> for percussion instruments. Great. <laughs> is is the? I remember reading some article a long time ago about this. There's a washboard company in Ohio. Is is that like the comp that oh company? God, that's or? exactly right. It's the Columbus Washboard Company, founded in 1895. Yeah. And it has Excellent. four employees. Yes. Four? Is that four, what you said? Apparently. They can produce yeah. 11000 a year. Wow. They're cleaning up, I must say. <laughs> They've um, cornered the market. They probably are a monopoly. I guess so. Yeah. Get them all or hot. Um, what is the highest grossing non-English language film ever produced? Non-English language film and this is grossing not award not one but not just a just a point of clarification so not a film that was dubbed in english uh i mean that doesn't count so it, it could, originally when it was produced it was produced in a foreign language basically correct okay is it, is it crouching tiger that's yeah, exactly that's right december of Release in December of 2000, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Dragon, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Chinese language adaption of an old serialized novel. Yeah. Is, quote, Great unquote, film. by far and away the highest grossing non-English yes. language film. So, very good. Washboards and Dragons. Great show. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. And you're listening to Minds Over Matter. We're here every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. We do hope you're enjoying the show. We do hope you will give us a call as well. We would love to hear from you with a question or answer. Those two numbers are area code 415-841-4134 or toll-free 866-798-8255. Okay, let me give you a couple of questions here. Um, so in what U.S. state is the top tourist attraction, or excuse me, in what U.S. state does the top tourist attraction have the same name as the state? In what U.S. state does the top tourist attraction have the same name as the state? Is the state name contained in the attraction or that's the entire name? It is contained in the attraction. Okay, but it's not the entire name. So it's not like it would be like the. It's almost the entire name. 
Does, the, does the Mississippi River count for Mississippi? Like it would count, but it's count. not. That's not it. All right. So, in what state does the top tourist attraction, the attraction visited by the most people, have the same name as the state? Trying to trying to think of any. Is it is it a uh, <clears throat> small state without much tourist stuff going on? No, not necessarily. No, not really. No. Mm-mm. All right, think about that. Once more, in what state in the U.S. does the top tourist attraction have the same name as the state? All right, second question. I have a list of six states, and I want you to tell me the most expensive college in that state. Okay? I'm going to give you six U.S. states, and I want you to tell me the most expensive college in that state. So the states are, number one, Pennsylvania, number two, Florida, number three, California, number four, Texas, number five, Ohio, and number six, Virginia. Mm. So again, I'm looking for the most expensive college in each of these states. Number one, Pennsylvania. Number two, Florida. Number three, California. Number four, Texas. Number five, Ohio. Number six, Virginia. I'll give you each one guess on that. Go ahead, Kira. I figure Kira might try Florida. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I have a a guess for a couple of these. I don't actually know any of them. Uh, Florida, I would guess that it's a private college Hopefully not one of the religious ones because I can never keep their names straight. So uh, how about Stetson? Stetson. Uh, no, well, you're, you're, of course, you're basically right that they're going to be private colleges. Those are generally more expensive, but but it's not Stetson. Hmm. I don't even heard of Stetson. Deland, Florida. Is it? Okay. Yeah. No, Name for the dude with the hats. So I, I want, I'm going to try to steal a hint. Can I assume that in California it's not Stanford? Would that be fair? Uh, is that your guess, Stanford? No, my guess is not Stanford. Well, is then that... I'll guess Stanford because that's what I was going to guess for California. It's not Stanford. Okay. okay. Is it the California Institute of Technology? It is not. Okay. Because no. that's really up there. Yeah. Okay. Um, then I'll, let me take a legitimate guess. How about in Ohio? Is it Oberlin? It is not Oberlin. Yeah. So once more, I'm looking for the most expensive college in these six states. Uh, number one, Pennsylvania. Number two, Florida. Number three, California. Number four, Texas. Number five, Ohio. Number six, Virginia. I tried to ask you uh, basically big major states yeah. because, you know, you know you're not going to necessarily get you know, uh, Idaho. And um, the first question was, in what U.S. state is the top tourist attraction or does the top tourist attraction have the same name as the state? So what is that? And uh, you're listening to Minds Over Matter. We're here every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Our panel tonight, that would be Kira Pacer tonight. This morning, that would be Kira Pace, technical editor, uh, Lori Fisher from Dabo Valley College. I'm your moderator, Dana Rodriguez, and you're listening to us on 91.7 FM. That is KALW, your local public radio station. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hi, good morning. This is Eid. How are you? Morning. So, yes. very good. You know, your question, 
about college make me very sad. Make me very sad because a lot of many of this college, especially Berkeley, where I was there for 13 years, was free. What happened? Why it's so expensive now? Really, we should look into that. Okay, thank you. Always a great show. So first of all, I have a small tiny question. If we could shrink Earth, this astronomy, to a neutron uh, star, how big would it be? Would it be the size of a city, size of a little town, or the size of a car? Did everybody get that? I think I missed part of the beginning of it. Okay. Did everybody understand? If we could okay. shrink Earth, the, the planet Earth, right, to, into a neutron star, which we can do. It's too small to do that, too. But let's if we could do that. How big would it be? Would it be the size of a city, size of a town, or the size of a small car? I'm going go with the car, right? Well, first of all, we've already lost state, so he's shrinking it already. So I will go with the small car. It is a small car. It will be yeah. a small car. <laughs> Way to go. Very good. Eight feet across. Now, this, I always look at the news. The story of President Carter when Hosvick uh, makes me feel very sad. But he was in the same field as I was, uh, nuclear engineering, before he uh, joined the Navy. Okay, so talk about nuclear engineering. Uh, two of my great professors in their memory Nobel, uh, won the Nobel Prize for physics in 1959. I was not there then, but they won it before, uh, five years before I attended Berkeley, was in 1965, or six years. Uh, what is their name? Was Oppenheimer? Ooh, was Oppenheimer one of them? No. Is this? No, remember physics. A lot of people in chemistry as well. Oppenheimer was before their time. Uh, that was 1959. So, can you guess their names? Is this is Lawrence one of them? No, Lawrence was long before. Lawrence was a great man. He invented the first accelerator, which he made spending 500 bucks. Now we spend billions in making them. Uh, no, I'll give you the answer because uh, there's also that question. All right. Do you want to guess more? I don't, I don't uh, have Okay. I'll tell you the answer because I like to have their names remembered. You know, for, they were great. They were both were great. And the both of them were my professor in the physics department. One was Owen Champlin. Great man. Great, great physicist. And the second one was Italian. His name was Emilio Segre. They really were great. Now, what theory... Did they theorize and get the Nobel Prize for it? Does anybody have an idea? Yes, it has something to do with antiprotons. Exactly. Ooh. Exactly. If you could get a proton and have it hit antiproton, then you will get all kind of crazy stuff. The whole new physics, everything they do at CERN in Switzerland is from based on that theory. Now, what what we had actually... A lab in Texas to do that. What happened to it? I no, can't no. go any further than anti protest. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought <laughs> you right. should have quit an anti protest. I was surprised I got that part. <laughs> they, they shut it down. Okay. Now, uh, just tell to that one. Uh, I, I, we talked before about Samira Musa, the Egyptian uh, physicist who is called the mother of nuclear physics. Actually, she was abducted from her own house in Berkeley, and this is what fascinated me. She from home back under phony dinner invitation. She was driven to Half Moon Bay and thrown, uh, the driver jumped out of the car, and the car was thrown out into the ocean. 
um, in August 5th in 1952. Now, there is a tale to that story also. She Dean, asked Dean, you, we can't, we, we have a lot of calls on the line. We oh, can't very, very quickly. I just, this is to your audience. She was abducted under, under the, under the phony request by another Egyptian actress. I want your audience, please Google search Samira Musa, who is the Egyptian actress that played terrible role in abducted her. Also, I want everybody to please watch 10 minutes of Lawrence, uh, Lawrence Museum Hall of Science is a tribute to Samira Musa. It's 10 minutes. Just All Google right. search uh, Lawrence Museum Hall of Science. Samira Musa. It is 10 minutes. It's beautiful. Please watch it. Thank you very much. Thank you very Thanks. much. Thanks. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, okay. Let's see now. Kira, why don't you go ahead? All right. In 1991, who became the first civilian in the U.S. to purchase a Humvee, huh. a high-mobility, multi-purpose wheeled vehicle? Well, I remember Arnold Schwarzenegger got one. I don't know if he was the first or not, but I know he had one. Is it Arnold Schwarzenegger? It's Arnold Schwarzenegger. He was nice. the first. Right. I think he might also have been the second. <laughs> okay. All right, give must... us give us something something. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, I may have asked this before, but uh, if I did, it bears repeating. Uh, in 1975, the Jamaican government banned money transfers in retaliation for sanctions imposed by the U.S. on Jamaica for its pro-Castro stance. This resulted in the production of the demo version. Of what disco classic? <laughs> so again, 1975, the Jamaican government banned money transfers and retaliations for sanctions imposed by the U.S. on Jamaica for its pro-Castro stance, resulting in the production of the demo version of what disco classic? So I'm going to take a long shot here. How about she works hard for the money? No. Yeah, that should fit. That's... I think it's too early, but. I think uh, right. Well, 79, that is right in the middle of disco. Uh, I will let you know. I, I believe it is a 76 disco classic. Is it? Okay, sorry. Huh. And, and does it know. have money? Does it have money somewhere in the uh, title or song? So it's not about uh, money. I'm, uh, I'm trying to think of the lyrics now, such as they are. Uh, certainly not in the title. And is it a political? Is it political now that we know this? Like, pro castorway or anything nope. like that okay it is not all right i mean huh. as far as like the the concept of the song i suppose that wealth could be an aspect but no it's not all right it's not like the song's called money <laughs> and the lyrics are money 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 so she works hard right. for the money that's why i right. liked it yeah. yeah leave that out and let's go to a call how you are minds over matter Good morning. Morning. Um, good morning. I'm going to ask you a question. Um, this plant is a parasite which flourishes in huge clumps on a variety of trees. It's been a source of wonder and an object of worship for thousands of years. In Wales, farmers would put a bunch on the horns of the first cow to give birth in the hopes that it will help bring good fortune to the rest of the herd. In such diverse cultures as England and Japan, belief was that barren women could conceive after eating this plant. 
Do you guys know what plant that is? It's lichen? It's a parasite which flourishes in huge clumps on a variety of trees. <laughs> so is it it's not lichen? Not lichen. Is it some kind of mushroom? Not a mushroom. I'll give you a hint if you're stuck. Moss? This, is it some this, kind per- of moss? This question would be perfect if I was asking it to you around the holiday time of the winter solstice, etc. Oh, then... Mistletoe. Uh, a mistletoe, yeah. Right. You're right. Cool. <laughs> okay. That was a, a good hint, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't have anything on the questions, I'm sorry to say. I, I had Arnold Schwarzenegger... But, well, you can you can have the bell for that. Yeah. Okay. Bell. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you much. Love the show. Oh, thanks. Appreciate it. And next call. Hi, you're on Minds of Matter. Good morning. It's Peter and Bernal. Hi, Peter. Uh, I have some guesses uh, for the expensive colleges. How about in Pennsylvania, Bryn Mawr? It's well, that's an expensive school, but it's not the most expensive. And in Virginia, VMI, uh, no, likewise, an expensive school, but not the most expensive. There, are, let me see if I can give you some kind of hint on, on these. They're all they're all co ed, uh, ah. they're all private. Um, one of them is semi religious, but but. Otherwise, they're not. And, yeah, so. Well, I'm not getting any closer, I'm afraid. Okay. Uh, For uh, the first woman on TV Guide, uh, how about uh, Lucille Ball? He was the first woman, but she was with her husband. So this is the first Uh, woman who appeared on the cover alone. It is a comedian. uh, I'll give that hint. Okay. And for... uh, Top tourist attraction that has the same name as the state. Yes. How about New York City? <laughs> so, what would the tourist attraction be? New York City. New York City. No, dude, <laughs> dude, no you can't do that. Just That's too, clever. That's it has good. to be has to be something a little more specific than that. I like it. Okay. More the size of a small car than a town or city. <laughs> exactly, as you just said. Yes. Yes. I do have a question. Yes. Uh, many people are familiar with uh, uh, Twin Peaks in San Francisco, uh, but few know that each of the peaks have a name. What are their names? Oh. Is it a uh, Spanish name? No. Are they named for a pair of one, one is, is a, a Spanish der- derivation. The other is a Greek derivation. Greek. Mm-hmm. So they're not named after saints or anything like that? No. Are they, are they, named, a- are they na- named after mountains or hills that are in other places as well? Yeah, that's a good question. No. Are they I'm named after there. a famous pair of people? They're not named after mountains necessarily. Quite the opposite. Are they named after a famous pair of people? A famous no. pair of people? No. Okay. Well, uh, one of them is <laughs> sort of named after a person in a, in a way. Hmm. It's na- named after something that was named after a person. <laughs> named after so, something that was named not after. Not mountains. What's the opposite of a mountain? 
valley? Yes. Is it Coal Mountain? Mm, close, but not not Ru- quite the Ru- right valley. Rudy Valley? Death, Death Valley? <laughs> Hayes? No. Hayes Valley? Or so Hayes Mountain? Glen no. Mountain? No. Which uh, we don't We don't know. Yeah. Is it a San Francisco neighborhood? Yes. Yeah. Two San Francisco okay. neighborhood. Co- Coal Valley? Yeah. So no. I, I said Coal. I already said, oh, uh, said I said Coal, Hayes, and Glen so far. What, what other? Oh. There's no Glen Valley. There's Hayes. Yeah, oh. it's, I'm sorry. It's Glen Park, in the, but there's the little canyon. Um, Buena Vista, no. Uh, Eureka? No. Oh, oh Eureka. Yeah, yeah, Eureka. Eureka. Eureka is the name of the northernmost peak. Okay. So is the other one also named for a San Francisco neighborhood? It is. All right. And you said it was Spanish derivation, mm-hmm. San Francisco neighborhood. And is it is the also neighborhood? Valley. Noe. No. Yes. Nice. Oh, okay. There you go. Very good. That's nice. Good Those job. are the Noe and Eureka. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. All right, thank you. Appreciate it. So, Dan, I I have a college guess or two, if you'll let me. Is is, is Southern Methodist University in Texas? Southern Methodist University is the most expensive school in Texas. Uh, That is $60,000 a year, give or take. And in Pennsylvania, I can think of a lot, but I'll just go with the Ivy League. Is how about University of Pennsylvania? It's not an Ivy League school. None of these are Ivy League schools. Okay, then, then uh, are then, none of them where you would find an Ivy League school. These are then, they are Ivy League that, schools. then I'll change my guess to Swarthmore. No. Mm-hmm. So we had a couple of emails, and uh, Lori suggested for the first brothers on TV Guide, uh, Ricky and David Nelson. Lori, my namesake, is correct. All right, good job on that. Yeah, in the Ozzy and Harriet show. Very good. And Eddie was wondering if the top tourist attraction has the same name as the state is the Kentucky Derby, which is really a good guess, uh, but it is not the Kentucky Derby. (laughs) So uh, this this is not, uh, the tourist attraction is not something that happens one day out of the year, like the Kentucky Derby. It's something that's there on a permanent basis. So um, keep that in mind. And let's see, Lori, I believe it's your turn. Okay. I think we have time for a question inspired by Sue Schweik. Um, it has a leading question, Alakira. In 1964, a very well-known jazz musician ran a semi-serious campaign for president, kind of as a statement. Who was it? And then once we get that, I'll ask you some other questions. So, really so well- I'm sorry, this is 1964? It is. And a very well-known American jazz musician ran for president. Who was it? Can we ask uh, what what uh, instrument this person played? I'll say it was a wind instrument. Then Louis Armstrong. Nope. But that's a great guess because Louis Armstrong is going to be suggested for his cabinet. We'll get to that in a minute. But and you, was you, this a like a protest campaign kind of thing? Sort of. It was. It, his statement was that we needed a legitimate candidate, and he didn't think there was one. So I don't think he thought he would win. But he raised money, gave speeches, and um, kind of tongue in cheek had a, a a number of other suggestions uh, for what he was going to change. And I'll okay once we get it. Well, let's think about that. And then in the meantime, let's go over any questions that have not been answered yet. Uh, Kira, we'll start with you. 
I've given you, oh, right, uh, actually. Um, so we had that Cyril Magnin played the Pope in foul play uh, in that movie. What what production was he going to see? Um, also, uh, I've given you the titles of some musicals and plays within other productions. The ones that we have left are Songbird, O Streetcar, Bombshell, Wizomania, and Don Juan Triumphant. Those are all productions in five different movies, TV shows, or stage productions. So uh, which one? And finally, uh, in 1975, the Jamaican government banned money transfers in retaliation for sanctions imposed by the U.S. on Jamaica for its pro-Castro stance. This resulted in the production of the demo version of what 1976 disco classic? Hey, Dan, I have a question for you. Do you remember the play Noises Off? They're putting on a play in that. And I wondered if one of them is this. I have an idea. Does that ring a bell? I it doesn't ring a bell with me. I mean, I know I know the play you're talking about, but yeah. uh, I mean the noises off, but I don't remember the name of it. No. So Kira, is Bombshell Noises Off? It's not. Okay. Uh, my question is who was the uh, TV guide starting in 1953 and this may go into the nineteen fifty the year of nineteen fifty-four? Um, we're looking for who was the first woman to appear alone on the cover. And I gave a hint. It's a comedian. Uh, first man alone. First Oscar winner. He had won a, um, uh, they had won an Oscar previous to becoming a TV star. And the first variety show. We got first brothers, Ricky and David Nelson, and first comedy team, Martin and Lewis. And then I'm looking for which jazz musician made a serious run for the presidency in 1964, and once we unlock that, I'll ask some other related questions. So just to follow up on that, just for a second, is it, you said this was a wind instrument. And when yes. you say a wind instrument, that means a clarinet or something made of wood. This person. Um, made, well, so you okay. mean no brass? No, no it could be a, that. Maybe I misstated that. This is a, it could be trumpet. It could be, it wouldn't be a flugelhorn. Um, I think it's fair to say it was a trumpet and not Louis Armstrong, but I, I may be technically wrong. But this person is well known. I'll, I'll, uh, I'm sorry, Kira, you were going to say something. I was just going to ask on the variety show because you said it was in the uh, of the ilk of Groucho Marx. Um, uh, it, it was more variety showish. It wasn't like You Bet Your Life, which really that's what I think of as Groucho show. It's much more of a Ed Sullivan kind of thing, but it wasn't not Ed Sullivan. I again, I don't really ha- really have a feel for uh, the years on this. Like I, I'm all, I'm sure I'm all over the decade and probably into the next. But what about uh, Ernie Kovacs? That's not a bad guess. Ernie Kovacs is in the fifties. This is before Ernie Kovacs. Okay. So yeah. was this a comedy variety show? As I recall it, which isn't all that well, it was a little bit of everything, a little bit of talk show, a little bit of singing guests, very middle of the road. Um, this person was an avuncular kind of really nice human to have people on the show. Oh, all right. Oh, yes. And uh, so I asked the, I gave you six states and I asked the most expensive college in each state. Remember, they're all, they're all uh, co-ed schools. So the most expensive college in these various states, number one, Pennsylvania, number two, Florida, number three, California, Number four, Texas. Number five, Ohio. Number six, Virginia. So far, I think the only one we have is uh, Southern Methodist University in Texas. And um, in what you in what state in what U.S. state does the top tourist attraction have the same name as the state? So, what is that? How about the Wisconsin Dells? 
Well, that's a good, that's a decent guess. But again, that's kind of a general, general guess. It's not an area. It's a very specific thing. Oh, okay. so it's yeah. And um, uh, real quick, Lori, your jazz musician. What about uh, John Coltrane? No, but you're closer with Coltrane in the kind of music, kind of oh. avant-garde, you know, experimental, like improvisational, mm-hmm. whatnot. Yeah. Then, yeah. okay. If it's not Coltrane, then um, how about Dizzy Gillespie? That's it. Give yourself a bell for Dizzy Gillespie. And then the follow-up the follow-up questions are, he was going to change the name of the White House. What was he going to change it to? What San Francisco writer was in charge of his campaign? And then I'll give you three of his cabinet suggestions. Who was going to be his attorney general? Who was going to be the librarian of Congress? And who was going to be the Secretary of Agriculture? Okay, so the name change of the White House, which is kind of clever. Uh, the Librarian of Congress. Who, what local writer ran his campaign? A kind of a famous writer here about music. The Secretary of Agriculture and his Attorney General. All is the interesting. Is the famous writer Ralph Gleason? It is very good. Yeah, yeah. Gleason seriously ran his campaign. So we're looking for the na- new name of the White House Librarian of Congress. Secretary of Agriculture and Attorney General, and Kira, you've already mentioned the name of one of them. Right. The uh, uh, Sparky and Maddie uh, sent an email, and they asked whether Imogene Coca or Milton Berle were, were either of the answers to the uh, TV Guide questions you asked. So say it again, Milton Berle and Imogene Coca. Imogene Coca, yeah. Yeah, they are neither in Dizzy Gillespie's cabinet, nor were they on any TV guides to answer the questions that I had. Good guesses, All right. The right real house. And the numbers to join us are area code 415-841-4134, again, with a question or answer, uh, or toll-free 866-798-8255. Let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hey there, it's Stephen Vallejo. Hi, Steve. Nice to hear from you. Thanks. It's the first chance I've had to call since your new schedule. So. Ah. Um, so for um, the musicals, um, I always thought Don Juan Triumphant was a real show until a few years ago, but that's from Phantom of the Opera. It is from Phantom of the Opera. Oh, nice good song. job. And then uh, Wizomania is from Wicked. Yep. Good. And O Streetcar is the classic musical from The Simpsons. Nice job. Thank you. We should have known. (laughs) It's it's Cures Egypt. No, no, Box Burgers is not Egypt. And I did not include Work Hard or Die Trying Girl, though I wanted to. Good restraint. And then um, just a guess is uh, the most expensive college in Ohio, Oberlin? It's not Oberlin, but it's, uh, it's, I mean, it's basically the second college you think of after Oberlin in Ohio. That's private. Uh, okay. Well, I'll have to pass on that one then. All right. Well, so uh, let's, let me just give you, I'll give you a hint. Paul Newman went there. That no, that, does, that doesn't help Antioch? me. Sorry. Is okay. Ant- is Antioch there? No. Yeah. Antioch's in Ohio, but it's not Antioch. Okay. Uh, question for you. I have some um, some songs from musicals. I wonder if you, if I give you the title and maybe the character, if you can figure out what musical they're from. Okay. Are these uh, old musicals or fairly new? Or 
Um, I want to know how hard I should try on this. <laughs> it's, a, it's a mix. There's a okay. yeah, not not terribly right. old. Okay. Um, so uh, the first one is posh, with an exclamation point. Mm. Nope. Oh. Nope. nope. <laughs> uh, the character is Grandpa Potts. Grandpa Potts. P O T T S. Nope. Uh, that's a uh, chitty chitty bang bang. Oh, okay. All right. Are these? I'm sorry. Uh, I, did we? Did we? Were we clear whether these were film musicals or or uh, Broadway or a mix of both? These are Broadway, but some of them are Broadway musicals based on films. So. Okay. All right. Um, the next song is Cool. It's West Side Story. Yeah, that's right. Okay. That's right. Uh, then uh, can't take my eyes off of you. Well, that's you're that's just a bad crack song, isn't it? Um, you're just too you're just too good to be true. I can't take my eyes off of you. Is that, is that? that's that's the song? Yep. Is it so? Is that promises? Promises? No. Cool. Um, ah, that? That's the only musical I know they wrote. Yeah. Huh. Well, maybe it's not Burt Bacharach then. Um, uh, character, character in the musical that sings it is Frankie Valli, if that helps. Oh, the Four Seasons play. Is that the name of the play? No, uh, it's uh, it's called... It's oh, Jersey Shore? Jersey uh, Boys. Jersey Boys. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That's right. That's right. And then uh, Knowing Me, Knowing You... Also a song you know. That must be from Mamma Mia. That's right. Right. Okay. And, and then the last one is uh, called I Am Africa. Uh, that's the Book of Mormon. The Book of Mormon. Good. That's right. Got them all. Good. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. All right. Bye-bye. Uh, all right. Let me give you a quick question here. Who was the first African-American senator? Or, or I won't... I mean, I'll ask his name. It's it's pretty hard. That's pretty hard. But well, let me let me put it this way: What state was the first African American senator from in the U.S.? What what year? Can you tell us that? I'm not going to tell you the year. Was it Massachusetts? It is not. That's that's Edward Brooke. That came yeah. later. That's uh, later. That he's that's too late. Later. Yeah. Okay. So, what state was the first African American senator from? Is it a southern state? It is a southern state. Is it Georgia? It is not Georgia. So leave that out. Again, what state was the first African-American senator from? Uh, And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on. I am. Hello? Hi, you're on. Go ahead. Hi, this is is John from San Francisco. I have one answer uh, Mm -hmm. for the musical. Yep. You mentioned a, mu- a musical that had a bombshell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The show is called Smash. Smash was the name of the show. Nice there job. That is correct. And that's a bell. That is. I love the show. Okay. I love that show. Smash. Great. Okay, that's it. All right. Yeah. Thank you. I, I'm glad. I'm glad that you, you you finally get to call in about a show that you love. So that is outstanding. I love, well, I love, I love, I, I, I love musicals anyway. So anyway, thanks for calling. Bye. All Did right. You, was you. it ma- was it Mash or Mask? Smash. Smash. Okay. Smash. 
I didn't know they put out a musical. Is Emerson <laughs> College in Ohio? Emerson's. No, it's in Massachusetts. The only Emerson oh, okay. I know is in Massachusetts. Sorry. Yeah. I just yeah okay. Sorry. Let's go. How about Haverford now for Penn? Pennsylvania. No, it's yeah. it's a small it's a it's not small small but it's a private school um and it's uh yeah it's but no okay Lehigh would be the other one that's small and liberal arts but not oh, they're they're twenty you know okay. twenty five small private colleges in Pennsylvania and uh, next call how you're on minds over matter hello um God my mind goes all over place because I think of all the things I looked up this week. John Burke's Gillespie. That's Dizzy's real name. It is. That's unusual, but true. What's the real name of Smokey Robinson? I thought it was William, but I'm not sure. It is William. Okay. uh, When was, you mentioned the the washboard. When was the dry cleaning board invented? (laughs) That's it. The answer is a half hour ago. It's a concept I came up with. I don't know. Doc, here, let me get to the question I wanted to ask, okay? This is, uh, think in the vicinity of the Kamchatka Peninsula. There was an explorer who has now three birds have his namesake and a pinniped and a sirenian. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Well, the question stellar. Is, is it stellar? Right. Yeah, I think you said it. Stellar. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Good work. Right. I was right. unaware that he was from the Kamchatka Peninsula. <laughs> I know simply that he gave his name to several birds. Yeah. What, what's his name again? His full name. I forget. Stellar. Whatever. Will it's, a, it's enough. She got the last name. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah Gaylord, Gaylord. Gaylord Wilhelm Stellar. All he right. gave his name. Okay, what are the three birds he gave his name to? There's a Stellar's J. Et yes. Al. Huh? Uh, I said at Al and others. <laughs> yes, that's good enough. Well, she speaks for well, me. Well, one of them is is the Stellar Sea Eagle, and another one you may have known if you buy. Remember the uh, the feathers inside, like a a down. A Stellar's goose? Is there a Stellar's goose? Stellar's eider. Oh. Ah, eider down. Know. Yeah. And and what what's the pinniped? Don't know. The Stellar sea lion. Ooh. And and there's an extinct animal, the Serenian. Uh, there they were they were hunted to death within 35 years of their being discovered. The, they're related to the manatees. Okay. The Stellar Sea Cow, it was called, but it only had that name for what did I say about 40 years. All right. Okay. Thank you, Peter. Okay. All right. Take Bye-bye. it easy. And next call. Hi, you're on Hi, David in Oakland. Hi, so David. let's try for overpriced universities Virginia, William and Mary. No, but you're it's a it's a double name school, so you're kind of on the bit on the right track. Okay, well, much as I come from out east, I don't remember another one like that. Okay. In Ohio, I'm going to say Case Western Reserve. It's not Case Western. No. Well, batting zero. 
<laughs> must be a Washington senator. Um, in Pennsylvania, I would throw Carnegie Mellon. Nope, it's not Carnegie Mellon. And for the tourist attraction, whose name is the state, I'd say Lake Michigan for Michigan, because that is a huge tourist attraction. All well, year long. That's a good point. Good. Yeah, that's a good point. A but little no, New York City-ish. It's a, I'm looking for something a little more specific than a, a lake. It's in other words, it's a, it's a you know one one thing. It's that is, people come to see. Is it a um, geographic site? Is it a man-made? Object? It's not. It's a man-made thing. So a building yeah. or an amusement park. Yeah, or something yeah, yeah. Like it's that. it's okay. something man-made. Because we're getting close on time. We need a hint. Well, I mean, you could do the washing. There's some sky spire in. Seattle, as I recollect, that probably has the name Washington in it. But um, fair enough. I enjoy Lake Michigan. <laughs> Me too. Oh, you the the Virginia College. It's like something in Lee, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. Washington and Lee. That's it. Washington yeah. and Lee University in, in Virginia is the most expensive school in that state. Fifty nine thousand dollars a year. Well, Thank, well, thanks to David then for that tag team effort. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. We still don't have California. Uh, no, we don't have California. I guarantee you it's not an obscure school. How about uh, the University of Southern California? That is correct. USC. Yeah. Yes. Right. Uh, surprisingly. Yes. Everybody has to cheat to get into. 61,000. Sometimes called the University of Spoiled Children. Yes, that that's right. Yeah. yeah. All right. And next call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hi there. It's uh, Danny Hi. and Sandra in Albany. Hello. 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 All right. Well, I just, uh, we just got snookered on a bunch of answers here, scribbling things out on our little Yeah, note. but we've been getting our own bells left yeah. and right yeah, over Yeah, we give each other bell on the way. Uh, <laughs> sorry about Lake Michigan. Uh, hey, uh, what about Empire State Building? I mean, it is the Empire State, after all. Well, yeah, but that's not, uh, that has, doesn't have yeah, any. Yeah, we, 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 know. we know, but I had to say it. And then Washington Monument probably isn't it. Uh, so um, let's see, uh, the opera in foul play. Oh, is it the Mikado? It is the Mikado. I'm so glad you got that. Outstanding, outstanding. And uh, I, I would guess that the Dizzy Gillespie's agriculture secretary would be Louis Armstrong. That's correct. Perfectly he was chosen. A well-known Louis agricultural enthusiast. <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> Uh, so, through his own plants. Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, so the uh, first woman uh, on TV Guide. What did What did yeah. I think? Uh, is it Eve Arden? It is. Our Miss Brooks oh, is good there. job on that. First yeah. one, very good. Wow. And and I'm thinking that uh, that the first Oscar winner was Walt Disney. It was not. Oh, poo. Yeah. Uh, variety show. Uh, um, we had three. Sid Caesar. Nope. Jack Benny. Nope. Or. Uh, Donnie Shore. It's a trifecta. None of them are correct. Sorry. Hey, well, that's a personal best. Okay, well, we'll just leave it at that. And uh, thank you very much. Love you guys. Bye. All right. Thank you. Cheers. And let's see. Next call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hi, I had to look it up, but I think Mississippi is where the um, first black senator was from. That is correct. Uh, Hiram Rhodes Revels from Mississippi in 1870. Yes. Okay. Very good. Thank you. Good job. I have a question if you want one. I'm sorry? Oh, yes, I please. I have a question if you want one. Yes, go ahead. Okay, the top seven 
tourist attractions in the world? Well, I don't think we have time for uh, a, a seven answer question, but but uh, so you should probably okay. you know, you should call back with that one next week, I think, because we're okay. almost out of time. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. Thank you very much. Okay. And uh, next call. Hi, you're on Mike Uh This is Steve from San Francisco. Hi, Steve. Uh, According to Wikipedia, hereditary servitude or slavery still exists in Africa. Can you name any countries still practicing it? Well, there. So I would think something around the Mauritania, that part of Africa. Um, um, is it is it that is it that section of Africa, like the Mauritania and the and that Chad and that area? Yes, exactly. Uh, Mali, Niger, Niger, <laughs> excuse me, Chad, Sudan, Ghana, Benin, Togo, Nigeria. I'm just amazed that uh, they listed all these countries still uh, practicing it. Shocking. All right. Well, we're almost out of time, so I'm afraid we have to run along. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Appreciate that. Okay. Time to clean up here, and Kira, we'll start with you. Okay. Uh, The only show with the show we had left was Songbird, and that is from the movie and also recent San Francisco production, Death Becomes Her. Uh, And the uh, Jamaican government's ban on money transfers meant that uh, Andrea True could not get her money for doing a commercial for a local uh, furniture store, I believe. And that is why we now have the song More, More, More. In In the world of Dizzy Gillespie's run for presidency, he was, of course, going to change the name of the White House to the Blues House. His librarian of Congress was to be Ray Charles, his attorney general, Malcolm X. And then I thought one more uh, secretary of state was going to be Duke Ellington. Uh, TV guys, the first man to appear alone on the cover was Jack Webb of uh, Dragnet, uh, the first Oscar winner. Anybody got a guess? Quick. It was Ray Milan, who was in a show called Markham. Uh. The variety show host was Arthur Godfrey. That's the first one. Oh, all right. Okay. That's what I had. All right. The most expensive colleges uh, in these states, Pennsylvania, Franklin and Marshall College, Florida, University of Miami, uh, California, USC, Texas, Southern Methodist, Ohio, Kenyon College and Virginia, Washington and Lee University. Uh, The uh, the U.S. state in which the top tourist attraction has the same name as the state. That's Alabama. Uh, The top tourist attraction is the battleship, the USS Alabama. Um, I think that's it for us. Uh, my thanks to Kira Pace, technical editor, uh, Lori Fisher, Dabo Valley College. I've been your moderator, Dana Rodriguez. Thanks to Damian D. Minor for handling the board and phones. And above all, our thanks to you for taking the time to tune in and call. And have a great week, everybody. Please join us next Saturday at 10. Thank you.